welcome. This is the Halfway Humble Podcast. I'm Jay Stamps, and I got a special episode for you today. I'm actually flying solo. Well, almost solo, because my a lot of times my tag team partner, he ain't here this episode. Uh, but I have the pleasure of interviewing one of my favorite people, and he's an inspiration to me, mm. and he's actually related to me. So that's even better. That's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> my cousin Jerome Murphy. He's actually a resident OG. He's been on the show okay. before. And he's got a lot of knowledge to drop. And I felt that I wanted to kind of broaden my horizons with the whole Halfway Humble podcast. And I wanted to start doing some interviews here and there. Just the people that inspire me. And I feel that can give a lot of game to people, to our listeners. So... He's on the line right now. How you doing, cuz? Oh. oh, man, I'm doing good, man. You're talking big words for a little man, man. I appreciate that. You know, if I inspire <laughs> anybody, hopefully they do better than me. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man, thank you. Thank no you, man. Worries. That's for You're sure. welcome, man. Nah, no worries, man. And, and uh, he said do better than him. You got to do really good to do, do better than him. Just by oh. the way. Oh, we, 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 he low, he low key stunting out here. We gonna get to that though. We gonna get to that. <laughs> so we go, we gonna get into all of that. But man, I just wanted to start out, man. Like I know kind of your background or whatever, but let let people know, like where 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 are you from? Where do you originate from? You know, what's your background? Uh, oh well, uh, I don't know. I. I guess first and foremost, I'm from San Bernardino, California. I mean, for okay. the natives out here, we call it Dottie. Um, you know, and I, I, I call me, I, well, excuse me, I'll call myself um, just a man that I'm trying to make it. You know, I think first and foremost at my age, and yes, I am 40 years young, be 41 go. years old, you know, and I call myself the new renaissance type of dude. The fact that, you know, I lived amongst the, the cats in the street. Uh, you can call myself one of them street cats, but, you know, I inspired to do more things with my life. I didn't fear or figure out like, yo, being locked behind doors or even trapped by trying to hustle every day in life. Um, I went to school. I started to listen as I got old. So I decided to go to school. I tried to play the school thing in it. I took it and sat back and listened to the older ones that was in that realm. And it took me to higher plights. You know what I mean? It took me to higher places and I, I got a chance to make with a lot of things. So I'm not a step out of the quote unquote hood, but I'm not both feet in that corporate world. So um, what I used to tell my students is, you know, when I was an educator is, yes, I'm here to educate you to higher levels to open more doors for you. But if you want to act ignorant, we can go outside, too. And <laughs> it ain't that far. There you go. You know, there you go. You, know you ain't you ain't got to bring no guns to class, you know, right before I give you the syllabus. If you want to act funny, you know, we can go outside. You ain't shoot nobody up. <laughs> And that's real talk. I used to really tell them that at this private institution, excuse me, this private university that I used to teach. Um, I did my, I did it slow and I did it my way. Uh, I looked at it in the sense that, you know, when you're in high school, people always say, you know, go to four-year school, four-year school, four-year school. But what people fail to tell people when they're trying to aspire to be four-year schools is that you're going to pick up a four-year loan. And man, I man, man and, say say that say that one more time. <laughs> say that one more time. I'm, I'm dead talk. I mean, and a lot of people say when you want in high school, and I always tell every individual that I come across that is in high school, yes, try school. Try it. It may not be your forte, but at least try it. Uh, for me, I could not obtain 
the monetary compensation in order to go to a four-year school. My parents couldn't afford a loan for me. Um, I didn't belong to any organizations that would give me any type of financial fortitude in order for me to go to a four-year school. While I was in high school, I wasn't an A student. I didn't belong to a lot of uh, organizations and a lot of extracurricular activity. I was just trying to find my lane in high school, plus find out what was going on in the hood, whatnot. And I got through. I I got through as a B average student. There's not a lot of compensation for a B average student, but you are going to graduate. Um, outside of that, I didn't. I was like, man, I'm not cool off loans. And I, I, I hate to say it, I as a an adult did not get a credit card until I was roughly 38, 39 years old because I was scared of it. Um, maybe one day in the future I'll speak on to that if you know Jay and Justin will let me. But I was scared yeah. of credit cards because of what I was hearing in the news. But what I decided to do was work. I found a job. I got to work in and I went to a JC. I did my two years at a JC. And while I was there, I got into this program. That program so happened to be uh, radiologic technology. So when I got into that, I was like, OK, this is what's up. It's a little different. It's in the hospital. Everybody was telling me, once you get a degree in this and you know get your certificates, you'll have a job wherever. Uh, at that point, I was working like, you know, in and out jobs, temp jobs. I was just trying to make my money, hustle, whatever. You know, I wasn't trying to bring drama to my mama's house, but, you know, I was trying to make it. When I finally graduated, I went into uh, one of the well-known institutions out here in Southern California where I stay at or live. And I started to work. And one of my good friends at that time was like, you have the charismatic of a really good professor. So I was like, nobody wants to do, you know, hear my voice. So I threw it, you know, I threw a wrench in the, you know, in the mix and, and became an educator. So I was an educator for roughly six years and I went back and got my bachelor's in radiologic sciences, so my BSRS. And I finished out my career there at 12 years. So I taught 12 years. I've been a radiologic technology specialist for about 15 years. And that was in the trauma center. So it was one of the trauma centers that was do actual uh, trauma center slash children's hospital. And uh, now I'm at the children's hospital, so I can feel I'm a well-rounded individual seeing trauma, children, and OR. Um, I was deciding to go back and get my graduate degree outside of radiologic technology. I wanted to get it out of um, psychology, of all places. I wanted to see why people are crazy. You're trying to get people, <laughs> you're trying to get people's heads. Okay. So yeah, I'm going yeah. to throw back for a second because, yeah, yeah like that's a that's very impressive. So I want I want to ask you a question, too, because so. When was it that that light switch went off for you? Because I mean, I know you. Like I said, I know you, and I yeah, knew yes, like sir. in high school, and I knew that, like you said, you weren't. You, by no means have you ever been dumb. By no means, oh, but well, I know you, you weren't. <laughs> but, thank you. <laughs> but, I, but, but I definitely know that you had other interests at that time opposed to just doing the, you know, being into the medical field and all of that. So what? What became that life switch? Because I know you had other jobs where you worked here and there, hustled um, yeah. out of high school. And then all of a sudden it was just like there was like a shift change. So I yeah. just want where did that where did that shift change in your thought process come? Was it an age thing or was it just a OK, I need to figure this out? Like, what, what, it, what was it? I think it was both. It had to be, you know, the age change most definitely. But it was seeing how the partners that I run around with all my friends at that given point were stagnant. On Fridays, we all hung out. On mm-hmm. Saturdays, we were talking about what girl we trying to see. No, but we were all speaking the same language. 
So I wanted to see something different. I said I wanted to be that guy that spoke different. Not only speak different, but thought different. I'm not saying that I'm better than anybody else, because I'm not. What I wanted to do was just see, you know, how can I make some money? How can I go to Vegas with my boys and we ain't piecing up, but let me say I want that penthouse. I want that, you know, that suite. On top of, I wanted that gang knowledge. So when I talked to somebody when I was 20, at 40, they said, man, this 20-year-old knows something outside of this street lingo hustle. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to be able to be articulate in the things that I needed to say. So, you know, when I into that realm, I was scared. I was scared of school. I mean, I was the first one to say it. I'm like, a dude like me? Even when I was in teaching in school, I was, you know, I sit amongst my students for 12 years, and every year I say, I'm still honored to teach you guys because you guys are looking at me to educate you. Never in the history of where I come from did any of the dudes that I ran with had that. You know, yeah. during... The minutes of commencement and commencement is when you go to graduation and you commence or at least petition to have your degree. I was one of the ones on the stage with the other professors. Handing handing the degrees out. Handing the degrees. They need my signature to say you are qualified in order to get that degree that you petitioned for two to four years. So I was like, oh, man, you know. So back then I was like, you know, I needed something different. Jail, a baby mama. All that good stuff. I didn't want that. I didn't want that for my life. I've seen it before. That that, yeah. that recipe for that cake did not work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. 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 And, and 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 being, you know, I'm I'm what roughly five or six years younger. Yeah. No, I mean it was that was something that stuck out to me because I know there was a p at full disclosure he was you know being big cuz he used to break he used to beat me down a lot back when I was oh, no. little. <laughs> no sir. No sir. Just taking out some anger management. <laughs> We're gonna we're gonna we we'll get into that later. We're gonna we we'll have all the chopping up sacred after the interview. But but no, but I can recall that I remember there was one a, a one a couple of different times where I, you know, like um I heard my dad like really brag on Jerome. He was like, Man, Jerome is doing this, he's doing that. And I was like, Jerome, like, you know, Jerome the one always beating up yeah. on, you know, because <laughs> like you you know, but I didn't look at you in that light, you know, not yeah. just like I said, I just being in that being in that realm, we didn't, you know, you don't always look at your, your big cousin, your big brother, you know, in a in a certain light because they're just there. But right. then, being that I moved away and then I was, you know, not there so much, and I was just starting to hear certain things about how you were progressing in a lot of ways. It was like, dang, okay, big cousin is like all of a sudden he's like growing up, like he's doing yeah. his thing. Yeah. It was like it was very it was very cool to see on the outside looking in. And I just, you know, a lot of this podcast and what we do here is just to, you know, talk about things like whether it be your job, how do you love your job, what puts you in the position of where you're at, and like, you know, what is your motivation for doing what you do. So yeah, that that's why you know I'm interested in your you know that's what makes your story so interesting because we know the area that you're from that we're from and it it didn't have to be like that like you, you no. clearly said it, it right. there was a lot of things there to put you on the other track but you chose sure. to go left when you could have went right correct um correct. so like the people uh for uh, where did you did you face a lot of uh, pushback when you decided to make that jump into um into your field were you um were, were your boys where they were like yeah dude you got it or was it kind of like you gonna do that is that that where you going now 
Right. You know, no, it was funny. Like, a lot of my dudes, even today, like, I don't talk to them every day. It'd be like two and three years before we see each other. And when we see them, they ask me, yo, what you doing? And mm-hmm. I say, yo, I'm, stay, I'm still at where I'm at. And they say, man, that's what's up. So my dudes actually supported me in that sense. They didn't give me no pushback. Like, why you ain't hanging out? Why you ain't coming through X, Y, Z? They was like, man, at least if one of us is going to do it, you did it. You did it. You yeah. know what I mean? And that's that's sad because I had a lot of uh, it's it's a remorse type of deal. Like, why was I the one to do it? We could have both did it. Now on this side of the fence, had my dudes would have came with me. Oh, we'd be living life. You know what I mean? But yeah. now where I'm at, looking at them, it's like, man, I see what time happens when it's wasted on individuals, and mm. that's the sad part because when we go back and we get to reminiscing, we're reminiscing now 20 years ago. We're reminiscing 15 years ago. And that's hurtful, you know what I mean? But no, I'm not getting any pushback, you know? It's funny, man. It's funny listening and seeing different cats on the block or just just running in the streets and seeing each other now. And we're old men. (laughs) We look at each other like, y'all, we old men. (laughs) Yeah, and and it becomes, like you were saying earlier, you initially uh, had started out to say, okay, look, I got to make a change and I'm trying to get to a point to where I can financially be stable. Right. right. That's right. the most important thing. Now okay. you at 41 are looking at the biggest asset besides money is what time time Two of the things that money you can give back time. You can't exactly. And sometimes and so, that, oh, no, oh, no go ahead, I, hate, go ahead. I hate to cut you off. Um, go ahead. You know, there's been plenty of times where, you know, my position and my job has taken me to different places. Uh, mm-hmm. Definitely overseas. I think I got a conference I got to go to in Midwest in November. And okay. it's that time. So when I'm by myself and I reflect, I'm like, yo, yo, I could have did this a way long time ago. Like, you know, and that's a sad fact. You know, you see most cats now like, oh, dog, I'm just trying to make it. Oh, dog, I'm trying to get this, dog. <laughs> you know, and I ain't mad at it. I just uh-huh. don't want that life. There's two things I've always loved by in my life was. I didn't want no BS and I didn't want no drama. I can't bring no BS and no drama to my mama's house. And now that I got my own house, I ain't bringing no BS and no drama to my house. When right. you live by them two rules, you good. And that right. comes back from what I lived on, you know, hung out on the streets. You got to live by some type of rule. Some yeah. type of rule is going to keep you in that street. Some people say no snitching. Me, no BS, no drama. So I didn't yeah. need no baby mamas. That's drama. I didn't need nobody running up on my street, you know, running, talking about, I'm a shoot drum. That's BS. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, them two things I don't need. Yeah. No, I feel you on that. I yeah. feel you. So, <laughs> let, me, let me ask you this too, fam. So, yeah, yeah. do you feel like, um, do you feel like you coming from a household to where your parents actually, which are still together, mm-hmm. and they've been together the whole you know, time, you know, yeah. married for how long? Oh man, almost fifty years, forty some odd, fifty years. Yeah, ah, that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. Like, so, late forties, early fifty years. Let's, let's let's throw them they roses for a second. So you know, my yeah. cousin, his his parents, my my aunt, my aunt uncle, been married almost forty some years. They were 40? one of the few yeah. fa- uh, few fa- you know few families that were always super stable. Everybody has their stuff, but. They've always been together. I've always known to be together. Man. I mean, that's a fact. That's a fact. So, you know, shout shout out to them. Shout out out to them. uh, But, uh, yeah, man, like, did that, do you think that played a part in you being 
being successful, like when you put your mind to it, like having that household that was stable, you knew where your mom and daddy were at. You know what I'm saying? Like they're there. Did that have anything to do with that? You know, I think it did because my wife's mother and father got an early divorce when she was older. And my parents have always stayed together. So some of the conversations that we have, it's two different outlooks, you know what I mean? But for me, I knew my daddy was my daddy. My daddy never had any outside kids. And my mother never had any outside kids. So I think that set the template for me to say, boy, you don't need no outside kids. This ain't what your daddy did. You know what I mean? And that's no shout out to anybody else. You know, you got to fit. You got to do what's good for you. You know what I mean? If you're in a detrimental relationship, you got to escape that relationship to find your focus. But if you're just out here using sex as re- like recreation, now you got to be buyer beware. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think for me, yes, definitely having a mother and father that's uh, nuclear definitely set the tone for my progression in life. See, for me, I have a I have two children. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I'm in the same situation as you are in. Uh, mm-hmm. I just started it earlier. So it, as far as my brother, my brother said, I don't want any children. You know, he's older mm-hmm. than me. So I doubt if he has any nuclear children. But for me, you know, he definitely said it. You know, when pops came home, you set your you set your order of your house. This is your house. This is what you let go on. This is what you don't let go on. And I think what helped me see my mother and father go through tremendous amount of things helped mm-hmm. me with my wife because it's not all about the honeymoon phase. It's right. all about you know, you're going to have some bad times financially, emotionally, physically. you got Man. that person that's going to hold you down. Preach. You know what I mean? That's, 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 that's real fact. talk. Yeah, and I think even what's at the climate today in this technological age, my mother and father didn't have Facebook. They didn't have Instagram. So they wouldn't take me and my brother on trips putting it on some type of, hey, this is what we're doing for our family. My daddy was like, look, when your mama work, I work. We're going to go here. This is what we're going to do. And it kept it in the home. Mm-hmm. And that's what we did. So a lot of what we do, we keep it in the home because my memories aren't for a lot of people out in this world. Yes, it's good to show people who can't be around us, but it's for me. It's for my wife. It's for my son and my daughter. Like, look, this is what we did. You know, mm-hmm. we try not to hide a lot of the stuff financially, even though we want them to grow and be their own. But it's like, look, check this out. It ain't all what you think. Yeah. It ain't all the, the lights is on, yes. But let me yeah. tell you how these lights stay on. <laughs> Daddy ain't home, mama cussing. <laughs> right. No, man, because you know, I, I asked I posed that question because you know, like for me, it was slightly different. You know, my parents did divorce. Now my pa- I do recall my parents being married right. and me yeah. having that initial household, but then yeah. I do recall it not working out. Yes, and sir. I recall me having to have a dad on the weekends. You know, even though yes, he was present, yeah. it was still, you know, it wasn't like it was. And I knew there was a difference. Right. And then, you know, once she was just once my mother met, my mother actually married again. And then, you know, I was blessed to actually have a stepfather that I look at as a another father. You know, that's why right. I call him Pops. It's a respect and right. a love thing because it right. was something he was able to do things that was past just doing the the basics, like just being there. You know, he made it known that, you know, he was actually there to be there for me. And, right. you know, that makes a difference. And um, so, but I say all that to say as well, I do know that there's some things that I had to learn the hard way or weren't, I wasn't as cognizant of certain things because of a situation like that. You know, you don't, you may you not necessarily hold value um, to like stability as much because you feel like 
something could be taken away at any moment. And so mm-hmm. I, you know, right. that that's why I asked that question, because I'm just fascinated, you know, by people like you that are highly motivated and highly driven. My wife is the same way. She's highly motivated, highly driven. And once she has that single focus, she's gone. You know, she can do whatever she wants to do. And but her parents have been married like yours, been married almost, I mean, 35 years, 36 yep. years. Okay. You know what I'm saying? She comes from that same. Yeah. So I mm-hmm. always like to talk to people that have come from those households that have never really. And like I said, it's not perfect, but they've right. always had that steady foundation from jump. Right. And it's never wavered. And so right. I just, you know, I always find that stuff fascinating, man. I think so. what's crazy for me is the fact that, you know, again, every situation that we live in is going to be modified to you. Mm-hmm. But looking at the sense of my parents, uh, a divorce or a split or to have X, Y, Z was never an option. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So if you live in a household where getting a B is never an option, all you know is getting an A and how to grind to get that A. You know what I mean? So I think in that sense, you know, we're not perfect. I mean, my wife might haul off tomorrow and say, boy, this ain't going to work. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I'm going to try to stick it out. But, you know, if it ain't to be now, it's more on the table, meaning now I have to look at the, the mentality and the stability for my children. You know what I mean? So yeah. to say it's not their fault, it's just that we couldn't put it together. But, yeah. you know, when you spoke of that, you know, I hate to put your business out there. When I was there the day you got married mm-hmm. and I oh, got go that ahead. chance. To, that? <laughs> oh, well, uh, thank you. Thank go you. Ahead, you ahead, know, the, the day I was blessed to be there to see you get your nuptial, you know, mm-hmm. I sat and, and had a conversation with your mom and, you know, the step pops. And as me being me and how close I was to your father, you know, I hugged him. And I, I looked at him with adult eyes and I said, thank you. You know, you can ask your mother. I said, thank you for taking him away from where it was so he was born because it wasn't supposed to be. And I thank you as a man to do exactly what you did. And you gave him that structure. You know what I mean? My aunt loved his son to death, to death. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh, my God. And I think. If he was standing here today, you know, he'd be nodding his head with his grin and he'd be like, you know, well done, job well done. You know what I mean? So, you know, just because there is, was a split doesn't necessarily mean it was totally a disbandment. No. Right. Right. You know, and I think that's what some people got to understand. And that's where the maturity comes from. Yeah. You no, know? nah, and I appreciate you saying that, man. No, nah, yeah. really do. Um, yeah. yeah, man. No, I think I think. um yeah, I mean, I think that has a, a lot to do with that. And that's why, like I said, man, um, like our parents, for, for our listeners, my father and his mother are a brother and sister. Yeah. And so they, you know, they grew up in the household as well as our grandparents. They were very almost 50 years. Right. They was knocking on 50. It was just, you know, they, they ended up passing before that time. But it wasn't for them lack of going there, they've been together forever, you know, and forever. they even have a, you know, I wish you know what I wish too, this is just a side, but I so wish they was alive right now when oh, I had this God. available I, they would have been the first people out of here <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> my I goodness know, I don't know if we would have got Papa on, we might have got Grandma on there, but I, I, I'd have had to beg and please for that uh, he ain't gonna make it happen, he be talking about cell phone, what? Uh, yeah <laughs> You'd have to go over there and work out. Like, look, can you go over there and work that out for us? Right, right. Yeah, they ain't going to go there. <laughs> but no, like, we know. So we come from that stability. It's just like you said, you know, different things happen. Like, our parents came from the same. They both came from that household. So right. it's just, 
what you do with the information and how you live your life. Like you said, it could be di- It just could be different. Just how to, you know, how situations are. But yeah, I think, no, I oh, go ahead. Uh, no, I mean, I think one of those things where it's not even a nuclear family. It's where a, a person who's considered themselves to be a parent is holding them children to a level of accountability. We were held to a level of accountability, so we wasn't out there doing dumb stuff. It's mm-hmm. when a person starts losing that, that slip with accountability and just letting your baby do what they need to do, that's when it gets on a slippery slope. You know what I mean? And again, you're dealing with a person who doesn't have a nuclear family, who's trying to hold on a job, who's trying to hold on to a child, and it becomes very slippery. You know what I mean? So, you know, we came from a generation of where there was a big mama and a papa, you know what I mean? That big mama's going to snatch that switch and be like, what'd you say? Mm-hmm. Did you, and that accountability was, did you throw that stone? Don't hug, you know, don't hide your hand. Yeah. Say you threw the stone and get what's coming to you. Right. So, you know, and that's where we come from. Oh, but then again, oh, I mean, our generation, again, our grandmother was like a grandmother. It was like yeah, 56 no, she didn't years play old. That. <laughs> yeah, she, no. she didn't. She didn't play that. Like he literally, when he's talking about switch, she literally hit you with a switch. Like she should chase you. I I had many times running under the bed trying to hide from getting spanked. <laughs> but no, now today some grandmothers are like 30, 40 years old. That's, what a, the that's, hell? A, fact. <laughs> that's a fact. That's a fact. Same yeah, age as me. I'm like, you you're 35. You, you got grandkids on? Yeah, grandbabies <laughs> old. Lord Jesus. You was in the club, right? <laughs> Fixing your yourself, your right. silk wrap. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that I mean, but that a lot of those things you're hitting on is you know, um, that that's that's the reason again why I wanted you on here. Um, so let me ask you this: as far as your occupation, what what was it that drove you to medical as opposed to? Because you could, I mean, like I said, you could you one of those you're one of those that can thrive and multiple areas i could have seen you doing you know from a professional standpoint law because you're smart enough to read comprehend and be able to give information out uh straight up just teaching just straight up teaching not necessarily in the medical field so what made you what gave you a love because do you let me go ahead and ask that question do you currently love your job that's when I heard that episode that y'all played, and I had to sit and think about it. I actually went to work and was asking folks, like, y'all love y'all job? <laughs> and, right? and everybody asked, and was like, what? I think um, for me, I have found a level of passion. My passion is to do my job right. Um, okay. Do I love my job? I think I'm very blessed to have my job. Um, mm. Am I in love with my job? Was that my dream job? I did not know going out of high school into my associates that there was actually this field. Once I okay. got into it, it was just more of a competitive thing. Could I pass boards? Could I graduate? Could I get this? Could I get that? So I, I followed my my competitive nature in order to get it. Um, and the odd thing is, is when I asked those folks at my job, just, just with my answer, mm-hmm. we couldn't see ourselves not doing that. Mm. You know what I mean? So, and that speaks volumes because most person, most people would be like, "Yo, I can find myself doing this. I can see myself doing that." All of us unanimously said, "No, we couldn't see ourselves not doing this or mm-hmm. not going away." See, even for me, I taught for twelve years and I was in the clinic for fifteen years. I got way of teaching and I continued to do my clinical aspect. So mm-hmm. I think, and loosely tongue in cheek, yeah, I love my job. I mean, mm-hmm. it's 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 crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. I've come to love my job. 
that's a blessing, man. Like how yeah. how many people do you like just in your so you you're the guy, you don't want I'm interviewing. So let me ask you, how many people do you know when you ask that question can answer <laughs> that question? Besides this in your that's in your field that, like you said, have that passion for it and do love it. How many people outside of that do you know that can say what you just said right there? Oh, none. 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 Everybody's like, my manager, uh, <laughs> I'm about to blow this shit up if they show my check. Uh, <laughs> they cut right. my hours one more minute. <laughs> so, you know, and I work with a, a variety of individuals, from surgeons all the way down to, like, nursing staff to ancillary staff. And yeah. I think all of us can't sit in the room unanimously raise our hand and say we do love our job. I think it's not the fact that we love our job. It's the fact that from our job we're a, able to give back to a community or not a many community, a set of number of individuals who either have lost hope or are looking for hope. And what my dynamic is in the role is going to provide for them to get better. You know, mm. hopefully, you know, when they leave that hospital, they don't come back and they have now that testimony to say, hey, if it wasn't for these individuals and the good Lord above me, I wouldn't be here. Mm. Cause trust me, I've been seeing a lot. Fifteen years in ER and children's oh, hospital, I didn't see everything. I can imagine. Yeah, yeah. Don't nothing, don't nothing surprise you no more. <laughs> <laughs> no, not a thing. From every story to that, man. We're so, gonna have to have a, we're have another episode where you uh you tell us about some of these stories. So I'm kind of oh, interested. Oh man, <laughs> man, and from I, pitches. I you ain't gonna violate HIPAA. <laughs> no, no, sir. <laughs> No, sir. For those, but for I, those who don't know who hip, what hip is, it's just the medical regulations and all that stuff. So now we ain't trying correct. to get, we ain't trying to get him away correct. from the dream job. <laughs> correct. No, but that's what's up, but man. Think, like, go ahead, go ahead. No, no. I think part of that is my dream job, and now coming to the age of where I am, is being able to influence or educate individuals and not knowing something. And part of that education is. Believe in the fact that you can do it. I had a lot of students say, well, Mr. Murphy, I don't think I'm built for this. I don't think I'm this person. And I'm like, you're just like me. Let it happen. It's it's not about the sprint. And I know how corny that sounds. It's not about the sprint. It's about the marathon. Where your heart at? How much heart you got? Trust me. When you're out there bench pressing, you got somebody who's going to spot you. I'm just a spotter. You're pushing up the weight yourself. So, you know, you got patients who's like, you know, uh, you know, Mr. I don't know how it's going to be. Or you see that mom who's who's crying over their baby. And I'm that guy that'll look over and say, hey, mom, come on over here. Give me that hug. It's going to be all right. You know, just it's going to be all right. Let it happen and let it be. Pray on it. We're going to make it happen. I'm that guy. So if your listeners happen to hear like, yeah, if they out here and he got some big old black guy coming over here hugging you, it's just me. I don't mean no harm. Don't sue me. I ain't Matt Lowry. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't trying to touch on you. No, I'm just I trying like to give that. you motivation. I love that. No, I love that because that, that's from the gut. That's straight up. Yeah. So, okay. so let me so let me ask you this too, fam. So, like you said earlier, initially going back a little bit, when you were saying that you know you were looking to, you didn't necessarily know what you were going to do when you were at the junior college, but you were trying to on your way. Now yeah. you have an older brother. Shout out to Jason. You had an older so. brother. Yes, and um, he actually did the four-year thing off top, yes, right? He did do that. He went a different route. He went into his artistic aspect. So he was more of a visionary, being able to speak a story of one he can create in his mind, put it to page, put it to picture, and have it moving. And that's right. 
dope. That's his lane. And me, I couldn't do it. I cussed too much. You know, mm-hmm. you know <laughs> if there's a story that's going to be told, let's tell the whole story now. When you and Jay was going back on Tupac and Biggie stories, and, and both of you guys are right, I want to hear the whole story. Don't give me no modified, edited, give me the whole story. And he's able to do that. And hopefully this next upcoming year, we'll ever be, all of us be able to see his visions and all what's going through. Um, okay. And even hear his stories, you know what I mean? Some that's behind the scenes of what Hollywood or Holly Weird is all about. Too, oh, now, yeah, you he's, know, he's coming too. I'm, I'm doing yeah. both of y'all. I'm getting both of <laughs> I'm getting both. I'm getting both. I, um, I was, and I was just thinking, like, I didn't know if that had an in, impact on you seeing him jump and just dip out to, because he went to San Francisco, if I'm correct. He did. Am I right? Yeah. Okay. He did. Yeah. Okay. Look at, look at doing some research. Uh, he went to. <laughs> yeah, he did that. He did that. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I, I recall that. So, I didn't know, like, when he, when he bounced away, like, was that something like, oh, man. This is somebody in the household that's different out and going to college. Did you think like, okay, this is something I need to do this college thing too? Or you kind of was like, okay, that's him. I figured he would do that, but I still got to figure this thing out. Oh man, when he left, that was open for me to go run the street. Pops was in there <laughs> and working all the time. Mama was coming home tired. I ain't got my brother looking at me. Where the girls at? This uh, <laughs> so I went to go do me. You know me, and I think for him. And when he finally started making his move in his ways and we would connect and I'm like, what would you do? And I'm like, but dang, you really did that? I was trying to big him up. I was never trying to compete with him because I was like, that's his lane. I don't, I was too scared. As corny as it may sound, again, I hate saying it. And I tell a lot of even my ex-students, even to the people I work with, because they ask the same questions when we're bored. I fell in love with Theo Huxtable. I wanted to be a Theo Huxtable on my way to Hillman. I wanted to be a Kappa. You know what I mean? I was running into folks that was telling me that, oh, yeah, they go to this school and that school and they campus, they pledging. And then I see it on like school days. I seen it like on, you know, um, uh, that show that came out with, you know, Hillman on it, you know. So mm-hmm. I was like, man, there's no way somebody that looked like me that wear the clothes like me can be that guy. You know, the guys that I knew that was actually becoming these individuals was in the Botillion. They was up there, you know, trying to speak Greek letters. They was, they didn't yeah, speak good. They wouldn't. You, you <laughs> see brother, what I'm saying? My brother was, a, he was in the Botillion. I remember that. Yep. The Botillion. And that was like the upper echelon of black folks that's trying to dress right and speak proper and, you know, dream. You know, Maybe a little squared up. Yeah. A little squared up. A little squared yeah. up. No. <laughs> And I never knocked it. It's just, I don't right. think I could be it. You know yeah. what I mean? So, yeah, that was my motivation after a certain point. I wanted to be that guy, you know, because everybody in the hood either had a rag, they sagging, they talking about this, they talking about that. Mm-hmm. They wasn't talking about, you know, let me pledge or let me go to the step, the step show or let me go to the battle of the bands. And then I seen it and was like, oh, my God, look at all these girls. <laughs> I, and and it's funny, dude, because you, you say that, like, but I, but honestly, like, you you would have fit in fine with that just the way you are, because, like, I knew, you know, I know plenty of brothers. You got to, you got to meet a couple of them, but I know plenty yeah. of brothers, uh, my my personal friends um, that are in fraternities, and they're good. Like, they just like us, and they, right. they never change. They never switched it up. They just, you know, they just happen to fall into that. And, uh, you know, but they were already, the ones that I know um, that I got close relationships with, they were already who they were 
before they got in. That just added to what they already were. And I think, you know, it would have been the same for you. Like, it was just something that added to what type of person they already were from a positive standpoint. Right. And, uh, you know, so, but yeah, no, I feel you on that. Like, I mean, it was the same, it was the same thing for me as far as, um, I think initially the motivation to go to school and all of that stuff. Cause that kind of was like ingrained in us, you know, right. it, it, it was that it was like, okay, you got to go to high school. You got to go to, you got to go to college. That's, that's the next step. Like there's right. nothing there's no, there was no talk in the house of finances. This is how you do this. This is how you pay bills. This right. is how you hold on to your credit. This is how you get credit. None of that was talked about. It was just college, 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 work, 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 right. work. Not right. own, not entrepreneurship, not this and that. That stuff wasn't because that, and I don't think it was anybody's fault. I just don't think that was, I think from our, from, from a cultural standpoint, we were always kind of like you said earlier, trying to figure out how to get by you know right. and i think in generations before when we weren't afforded certain luxuries as time went on and people were doing better it was due to working hard and then what they saw was people that had degrees were able to move up faster and work yeah. hard still but attain a little more because of that piece of paper oh for sure and, you know and being on this other side of the fence i think it's what you expose your children to mm. i mean because a lot of the individuals who I work amongst, their parents went to college. Their parents went to college. Um, they sat there and, and helped them write an essay. They showed them how the application process is to a school. Those are the individuals who, when the day they were born, they put money aside for their education, showing them a type of grants, X, Y, Z. When I went to school, I didn't know how to fill out an application. I went to administration and was like, yeah, I want to go to school. So they right. gave me this list of things to figure it out. And then it's like, oh, you have to take this type of test to get into school. And it's like, oh, I didn't know I had to take a test, man. I didn't study. So <laughs> when you actually be able to, you know, put these students or, or children and just show them different things, expose them to different things, then they let them know that the world is much bigger than what your four black radius may be or what your uncles is doing or what your mama and your daddy then did, or what your grandparents then did, it opens it up. We come from a, a work of, I mean, people who work for a living with their hands, not mm -hmm. to not people who didn't work with their minds. And that's the difference between a job and a career. Most people's careers, they don't work with their hands as much. They work with their minds. Uh, a person who has a job works with their hands, you know, and it's, it's a beautiful, decent job or career, but at the end of the day, the burnout is that much more. It's not much lucrative between a person who's a masonry between a person who's a college professor. You see what I'm saying? So, you know, so once you find a job, back when I was younger, the, the top jobs to have was either working in UPS or the post office. Boy, you got your post office job? Oh, you better stay there. You work for Stater Brothers? You bet that's a union. <laughs> you like, what? You know what I mean? And full disclosure, my mother retired from the post office after 30 years. Hey, man, you better keep that job. You know what I mean? And I, mean and this... yeah, I couldn't work there just because my last name was Stamps and I wasn't dealing Let's with get... the police. <laughs> not, not, not happening. Not happening. But uh, yeah, no. Yeah, no, that, I mean, he's right. I mean, he's telling, he's saying the right, it's a fact. Like, <laughs> my, the post office put a lot of, put a lot of food on people's table. 
Uh, it kept them lights on. Man, you ain't lying. School ball, school clothes, everything. Uh, you work for that airport? Mm-hmm. <laughs> pop, my stepfather, you know my pops, retired from there, retired from the Marines, post office, yes, and the airport. Yes, Three sir. different jobs. So, yes, sir. That's kind of my dad. It's crazy. My dad worked the State of Brothers. So, no, he's, I mean, Jerome's talking facts. <laughs> that, that was there. Like, those were the jobs. Like, I know here, um, currently, where you know where I currently live, right outside of Nashville, um, Nissan is real heavy. So let's say okay, you're yeah. not into, um, you know, like you said, working with your hands, but you want to work for a corporation. So right, I live right outside of Nashville in Sperna, where the Nissan plant is. So, okay. Jerome, when I tell you Nissan is like, you know, everybody around here works at Nissan, like especially people yeah. that are. Um, been here forever that are from this area and the the thing that nissan implemented it uh well they got the they got the plant here so the plant Mm -hmm. where they're actually working with their hands physically and putting parts together and stuff is right it's literally right five minutes away from here if okay so okay that's there and that's like the main source of income in this area um there is a the corporate side is on the other side of Nashville, more so on the affluent area, the, the big mm-hmm. money area, they do yeah. a lot of the the call center stuff and all of that. And you actually have to have, um, I think they've lightened it a little bit, but you at least needed a, I, I know at, at a certain point to get on there directly, not through a temporary service, you need to have your, your bachelor's. Oh, and wow. that was set just to weed out some people. Um, you know, we got people that don't have that piece of paper. And so I just what you just said speaks true to that, because that's that's still a thing today. And like you'll make a lot of money at that uh, at the Nissan plant. You know, it's no it's no uh, no slight net at all. But you're going to work for every dollar that like they don't work. <laughs> they going to work. They going to work. And see, and that's today where I was maybe 20 years ago, 25 years ago, where it was. That's a good job to be in the plant, but nobody's telling you, go and work for corporate. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? That mm-hmm. that plant job is that money in the table, man. Go on and get that job. It's a good job to keep you out right. the street and keep you get you a little apartment, but that corporate's gonna get you that house. Exactly. It's gonna get you that 401k. Exactly. You know what I mean? So and I the other day I was listening to you guys as uh you and Jay talking about it, you was talking about school. And even being a college, a university four-year instructor, I was finding myself agreeing with it. Like, you know, a lot of the things that these kids are going to school, they're paying all this money. I mean, the average, I need to look at the statistic, but the average university college loan is 60000 70000 But yep. when you get out of that school, you're making 50000 You know what I mean? Maybe. That's Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. I'll tell you, I'll tell you straight, I'll tell you some more, some see, some individual real facts, you know, even people that I initially, let's say they graduated, I, at one point I was, I was 23, um, I had got out of school for a little bit because I couldn't afford being in school, so I had to go work, and right. so I had a, I had actually had two jobs, one of the jobs I had, I was making around, I think annually starting off 35, this okay. is at 23, 35 annually, and then I had another part-time job as well, just because I, you know, I wanted to have a certain life. I knew that I needed certain things, and I needed bills paid without without trying to struggle. And right. so, I but I recall people graduating around the same age as me 
making the same say, making the same money as me. So we mm-hmm. both just graduated, but mm-hmm. you have a eighty thousand dollar loan to pay back, and at the time mine was probably like twelve G's, if that. See, and that's crazy to me because in the sense of the the whole nature of your first two years, two and a half years, it's all general ed. It's the same yeah. stuff that you're attending at a JC school for not even a tenth of the the cost. I'm telling you. Know you. What I mean, so if you're taking the English, the same English you can take. I think it's $350 a unit at a J a four-year school is more like $12 a unit at a JC school. Mm-hmm. You know I mean, so I think when somebody is serious about wanting to go to school, they really have to sit down and pair everything out and they have to be ready for the marathon. They can get in tuition or loans that you have to pay back the day you get out you're gonna have to start making payments on that loan exactly that's a that's another fact fact simile on that because they will come after you and they will, <laughs> with they will garnish your wages <laughs> your, wages, your wages will get garnished that tax money Yo, will get taken away it's been done oh, and i've seen it <laughs> You ain't getting that income tax check. Oh, man. <laughs> I can tell you a story about that. Yep, yep, yep. Oh, um, but no, um, yeah, no, that's that's serious, man. Like that, and it 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 was a crossroads for me because, you know, um I've had conversations like that and you know, like I have my I have my associate's degree and okay. I was like, okay, you know, do I need to keep pursuing this? This is right before I got into um, the journey I'm on now as far as getting my real estate license. And okay. so I, I kept thinking like, okay, I got this and um, I'm going, I'm still trying to get this bastards, but now I'm, you know, I'm getting into more debt, you know, yes, with this, sir. you know, with all this. And there comes a point to where I'm like, okay, do I want to keep going into debt, trying to mm-hmm. get this degree when I don't see anything that I really want to do right. with this bachelor's like it was a business a business degree which you can do a lot with it i looked it up because if i'm gonna do it if i'm gonna get something i'm gonna be able to use it so Fast. i know the business you know based on my prior experience i know that this business degree will put me you know it just looks good on a on a resume bachelor's you can do you know go to a lot of different places with it but sure. you're still gonna be in competition with a lot of people with that and more so I was like, you know, I got this. Do I really need to get this if I'm not trying to pursue anything, you know, outright that I can think of? And I just came to the realization, like, no, I'm not. I'm not gonna keep going. <laughs> I'm right, not going. Right. Right. Unless somebody is paying for me to do it, I'm not going to continue to do that to get more debt, to get in more debt. What Jerome does and what he has <laughs> been doing that affects him. You know what he does, and I can appreciate oh, yeah. that. He was willing to, you know, go back to school because you heard what he said. He went and did the JC thing, the junior college route, got his stuff done. And then once he kind of knew it was a clear point um, of what you were trying to do, because how were you? Did you continuously go or did you stop for a minute or how did you how did you do that? With uh, the nah. transition? And that's the crazy part, because after I got my AS, I started working. I started touching that money. And my daddy always said, when you touch that money. Everything gonna fall by the wayside. Not me, man. Uh-huh. I done got married. I done bought a house. You know, I was like, I ain't going back to school. 
But then what got me is the fact that I had to go back. So I couldn't stop working. So I was actually still working two full-time jobs. So two 40-hours-a-week jobs holding 16 units down mm. with the child. So anybody know about school where you sit home and I woke up, my annual, I guess my timing was I woke up at 6 in the morning and didn't get home till midnight. You know what I mean? And then when I got home at midnight, I either had to write a test for the classes that I was teaching because I was on the options of that. I was going to get my degree and they were holding my position at the university and I would have to write a paper. So that paper was more like a 10 page paper, APA formatted, research based paper. After working 40 hours, dang near almost, what was it, 80 hours a week, 16 mm-hmm. units. So I grind, you know me. I grind, I grind, I grind. So, you know, I always tell even my daughter, I'm like, look, everybody having these children, it's a blessing. Hold on, the baby's going to come. Do what you want to do and do what you can do now before you have to now do it. I have to wake up again at like 5.30 to get out on this road, but I have to make sure her school, her lunch was done, her homework was done, get her out on time. It was hard, man. It was hard. So I did it concurrently. Oh, man, you just put some more gray hair in my beard. (laughs) (laughs) I'm tired. (laughs) Right, and and that's a lot, but that's important, man. Like, I I just want, I want, and that's like the point of these interviews is to stress that, because that's some, those are some gems you're dropping right there. Like, he literally just said he was putting 80 hours, 80 80 hours hours in a week, plus, plus plus doing the school thing. Plus, he got a family. He got a wife and kid at the house. You think I'm lying? Come ask my wife, man. Oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> I mean, go ahead. No, go ahead. Not to cut you off. I was in school when I got married. So when I got married, it was cool. School didn't stop because I was married. So everybody was like, you got to go on a honeymoon. I was like, well, I can't afford it. So between all the stuff, I was able to go on a honeymoon. We went to Vegas. I mean, excuse me, we went to Hawaii. While I was in Hawaii, I was writing two papers. I was writing papers on my honeymoon. Mm. Writing two papers and a syllabus. Writing <laughs> syllabus. Dude, no, that's so, that sounds so familiar to me because when I was on my honeymoon, I was finishing <laughs> some homework I had to do uh, while I'm uh, <laughs> trying to connect to the Wi-Fi in the Dominican Republic. Is, uh, <laughs> that's some strategic stuff. <laughs> Facts. Facts. <laughs> so no, I, I get that, and it was you know on the, on the smaller level, but on a smaller level than what you were doing, but no, nah, like I was, you know, I understand that, and and that's why, like, yeah, this stuff ain't stuff ain't a game out here, man. And like you said, I, I these kids have to understand that, um, and it's not even just kids, cause it's adults. That it's adults. That whole, I do it later. No, man, let's get it done. Uh, let's get this done. No, man. So that, I mean, that's dope. I, um, well, I, I mean, I definitely applaud you on that, man. Was it last question? And then we can go into, you know, whatever you want to talk about at all, whatever you want to talk about. But um, when you you, talk, you spoke about it, you hit it, you hit on it a couple of times um, as far as your family life, you know what I'm saying? Because you're, you're putting all this work in. But you still have a whole wife and kid at the house. So with your wife, did she was she totally understanding with that? Or was there there times where that was kind of like, OK, you doing a whole lot. I know you're trying to 
progress. Right. But right. I need. Don't forget, I'm still here. Like I, you know, I'm here. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> Facts. No, and I, you know, I'm blessed to have what I consider a dope woman. You know, and it's not a dope girl, a dope woman. She understood it, go. but just like a woman, that woman don't need needs too. You know right. what I mean? So, and it was funny because my son's birthday is tomorrow, and Uh-oh. Halloween is coming up. Yeah, man, that's crazy. And I was saying how, like, for all of the time that I was working, I've only spent two Halloweens. Two Halloweens. And that was one with my daughter when she was later almost from graduation, where she ain't trick-or-treating, where I actually was at home. And then my son, I think, two years ago. So all of the, like, the major holidays, it wasn't cracking. So for her, she was like, so... You know, you gotta, you know, you gotta do home. You gotta, you gotta be here. And I'm like, well, baby, the mortgage is getting paid. The lights is on. She grinding too. She going to work. But she was like, you gotta hit here. But in the same sense as when she's saying you gotta be here, you can see in her eyes. I understand. It's on. I understand for the greater good. But you know, I got to the point where it was like, and I remember my dad said because my dad worked all the time. He missed a lot for me and my brother. He said, you don't want to work all the time and miss this because at the end of the day, the job is going to replace you. Your family can't, you know, and that's hard because you want the best for your children. Once you're finally getting kids, you don't want nothing for yourself. You'd be like, yeah, I just give me the big piece of chicken. That's what daddy want. I want that chicken. Let me go to bed. Right. Right. And so it's hard. It, It was definitely hard. And like I tell a lot of people, this thing ain't meant to be easy. It ain't easy. And that's when. Not to segue any off your interview process, but, you know, I talk to my wife's brother all the time, my brother-in-law, and he was the type that, you know, he has his children, he, you know, did his moves, and he's single, well, now he's married, but he was buying, like, you know, cars, this and that, and all his younger cousins was like, oh, he big balling, and I'm like, bro, why don't you sit and tell these kids what it take for you to get this car? Did you tell them you was leasing this car? Did you tell them you was doing this? So everything looked pretty. So they saw him Monday through Friday, and on the evenings he was here, you know, around, and he was always here. Jerome was always at work. So Mm -hmm. what was the difference between him working and me always at work? And he has to fancy your cars, but my car is bought and paid for. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? So I think that's the missing link between a lot of this stuff, and that's why I kind of get irritated at Instagram or even on TV, because... When the lights go cut, nobody's explaining to these people how these people are surviving and living. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So yeah, you just yeah. getting those, you just getting those snapshots. You getting those yeah. snapshots of life, and that I mean, but like uh, to speak to that too, like I I definitely understand where you're coming from because I know that was a dilemma with me because I think for the fact of not having certain things, I tried to make sure I'm at almost everything. You right. know what I'm saying? Like right. I haven't missed. On the flip side, I haven't. I haven't. There's very few things that I've missed. You know, I I know I've I've had a second job here and there. Why I've missed certain, you know, certain things. But I I think I've pretty much been at everything. And you know, and it's like because you know, like you said, it, it's a it's a time thing. Like like Uncle Mercer, like you know, you you're gonna your job can replace you. And I think for me, it wasn't even about that. But I think because I didn't have certain things, right? Like I try to make sure he does. So like I know yeah. my son, he doesn't worry about where daddy's at or daddy's yeah. here. Daddy's in the house. Daddy's here. You know what I'm saying? Like I didn't always have that, 
like yeah. where that you know daddy yeah. says he's gonna come back yeah. uh, hopefully he comes back you know yeah. and uh <laughs> right. so and he doesn't you know i just look at him and it's so it's so funny sometimes because i'm like he just you know he doesn't even realize like he know it's like he really got me here like he don't realize that this is not always the norm it should be the norm but right. you know oh for sure and i think and that goes to a, a broader spectrum is the, the stuff in the sense of He's seen you, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I knew my daddy, you know, he, I seen him. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's sad the fact that when these kids grow up, they don't see certain individuals. They say yeah. grandpa, that may see uncle, but there's certain individuals. Like, it's cool. I wanted to go to um, back to school nights. Mm-hmm. That was my lit. Like, oh, man, I can't wait to go back to school night, man. They've been, mm-hmm. I had to go pull a double. You know what I mean? Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Man, I wanted I wanted to go this and oh, you know, I was there for my daughter's prom. I was like, Yeah, that's it. Okay, cool. So now it's more so how can I keep myself physically fit to see mm-hmm. my son's prom? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? To be like, how can I keep myself financially afloat to make sure his life is seamless to know what the struggle is so that when he gets it, it's not just easy. He just can't come ask mom and dad. See, yeah. my daughter, she can't come as mom and daddy no more. You mm-hmm. 20 some odd years old. Mm-hmm. So, eh, no. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, as grown. And, and so, and so, so, let me, and so this too, with that being said, do you feel like it's more breathing room now as you're older with your son than it was with your daughter? Because I knew you were kind of coming up. Yeah. You know, when your daughter, your daughter got to kind of see you go from point A to point B and kind of seeing you grow here, you being at the position you are in now, and you have, and how, and how old is your son again? Uh, he'll be five tomorrow. He'll be five tomorrow. Watch he'll be five tomorrow. That's crazy. That's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> five I tomorrow. He gonna, I've seen them pictures too. He's going to be long. He's going to be tall just like you. <laughs> Why do you think I'm lifting these weights? I'm not here. Damn. <laughs> you, know, you know, I want to break Jordan. Jordan, you know, Jordan's seven. Oh man, I heard him sing the other day. Yeah. I'm like, oh yes, sir. <laughs> big cuz, isn't that funny? Now he's big cuz. How that happened? <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, no. Um, but what, what I was asking you, like, what? So do you, is it gonna? Do you? Is it a different dynamic for you now, or how do you feel about that? You have more. Do you have more balance? Is it easier to balance? I should say. It is and it isn't. You know, I okay. still got to give the attention to my daughter, but right. I want her to figure it out on her own. Where my son is just trying to come up and he's trying to figure it out on his own. Now my son, he's Mr. Independent. He want to do everything himself. They all do. <laughs> it, 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 <laughs> man. But the dynamic between when she was coming up, I had the energy. Now physically, the energy is low. So when you come home from work, you don't want to sit. You know, the cat in the hat book. Because as an adult, you like the cat full of shit, <laughs> man. <laughs> I want to go to fucking sleep. Man, this cat crazy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So you start looking at certain things, but it's he don't know. So you still got to, you got to play it up for him. You got to play it up for the kids. And my thing is, is, I want the kids and my son to have be excited, like for Christmas. You know, if he gets this, let's say he pair of shoes, I want to make it seem really big. Like, oh, my God, my God, you got this. Yay. Mm-hmm. You know, my daughter's like, it's just a pair of shoes. But for that little boy, it's the world. Like, today I bought him mm-hmm. a turtle. He's sitting there like, oh, my God, it's a turtle. And then my daughter's like, hey, it's a turtle. <laughs> you right. know what I mean? 
Right. And so I think for me, it's just, okay, I got to keep the energy to try to keep it up. But it's going to be a phase in which I taught my daughter about the guys that I ran with. Now I have to teach my son the difference between you and the guys that I used to run with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My daughter, I was like, you don't fall in love with no fool because your daddy a fool. He know fools. Yeah. Right you know, now, my son is like, you know, he got his mama on his head. Like, don't let none of them winches come up in this house. I'm like, well, that's on your own place. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it is different, man. Cause like, you know, my my, my bonus baby, or my stepdad, my bonus baby, she's 15 now. And oh wow! Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yep. 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 She's yep. Feeling herself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So we we in that realm now, you know, boyfriend, and, you know, and I'm trying to. It, it's like it, it just trips me out because you know I've been around her since she was five or six years, six years old, and yeah, so it's like what happened to the time? Like all of a sudden, you're <laughs> almost as tall as your mama. Like what happened? Uh-huh. And so you know, it's a it's a it's an interesting dynamic. In the oh. house, in my household now, and then you know my son, he's seven, and so like you said with the independence thing, you see it now, like and that's it's it, it don't get no better for these boys oh. as they get older. So <laughs> it's just like yes, it's it's crazy. It just amazes me, and so yeah, no, I I get it, I get oh. it, and I I get the um. You know, that's why I told you I always had a window for me. You know, mostly women always have those windows. I can feel you on the energy because I can Mm -hmm. see, like, you know, that's why I always said 25 to 35 was my window. I said, I'm not, (laughs) by the way, I'm done between men. I ain't going to work out. It ain't going to work out for me. Man, the the kids just sit there and you be like, man, I just want to sit and watch this ball game. Come look at me. And they're flipping. Uh, Like, you want me me to look at you flip? Yep, yep. (laughs) Flipping and they, you know, my like I'm, you know, I'm rough with mine. He be trying to jump on me and wrestle. He jump yeah. on me. Oh lord, I create a monster. But uh, yeah, yeah it's, it's a it's a trip, man. I feel you on that. I definitely feel you on that. But no, nah, man, I, I really appreciate you, th- th- you know, giving me some of your valuable time, sir. Because as you work oh, 95 man. hours a week, you know. I- <laughs> California state taxes, man. It's $5 right. in gas out here. Right. <laughs> Paying for gas. Man. <laughs> I am working for gas. But yes, no, sir. But I think for one of me is I never set myself different from anybody. I'm no different than anybody. I'm just like that dude that hustling on the block to that college professor who has a PhD. And trust me, I didn't bring amongst both of them, and they speak the same language. Here's the irony of that. When I got married, I don't know if it's the irony or just sad, I had people that were PhD. I had doctors at my wedding. I had a dude that just got out of jail for going 15 years. I Whoa. knew a dude that was sitting there in my in my wedding that just shot two, two brothers. <laughs> It was so dynamic, and my my baby shower, all these four sitting in the same room, not knowing their background, and they're having these conversations, and it's all peace and love. I mean, these dudes, you have one that just smokes some weed, talking about how he didn't shot this person. This person over here talking about what they're gonna file for the tax returns and um, their four hundred one three and Ks and four hundred ones, 
it was so dynamic. But the thing of it is, is that we have to realize we're none the same. But yeah, we may have different jobs and different walks of life, but we're the same. I didn't went over to the Middle East. And the same conversations that I had when come with my partners before I left, I was having people that never met me on the other side of the world. So I think one of the things is your listeners is listening is to realize and understand no matter what journey you take, let it be a grind through school to try to find your ideal job. We all still have the same problems. Just because this person may make 250000 a year, they still have bill problems. Right. Or they may have emotional problems or they may have. Um, financial problems. We're no different. And that's why it kind of drove me to want to do psychology is because I want to be able to take that thread and just dissipate it to understand we're not that much different. We're, we're not different. Different outlooks on life, but we don't want to have that conversation because it can bring to drama and BS. But outside of all that, it's the same, man. You're raising your family back east. I'm raising my family on the West Coast. It's the same conversation. You know right. I mean? Same stuff. Same <laughs> stuff. <laughs> same stuff. I'm pretty sure there's a dude in Missouri, if he listened to this, like, well, God, man, he has the same problem. Same issues. Yeah. No, it's a it's a universal thing. And it, it even, you know, a lot of these issues even cross color barriers. It's just like, hey, I deal with man. this. You, like, you, you, it's, it's, it's the same thing. It is, man. So now, man, I, I definitely appreciate it, man. Um, so that really concludes the the, the interview portion of the, of this part, you know. Um, and you definitely, you know, welcome anytime. And you got to tell some of them ER stories too. I'm gonna give you one oh, for that. Oh, I got <laughs> them all day. Oh my god. Some but, of them. Yeah. Stuff, whew, I got yeah. the pictures too. I'm oh, uploading. Man. <laughs> <laughs> I'll upload them for you. Man. Yeah, no, nah, we gotta hear. I gotta hear some of them stories. That's that's gonna be fun. But yeah, man, now nah, we um, yeah. So I mean, that's it. You know, Jerome Murphy in a nutshell, man. Success. That's what success um, sounds like. That will. Thank you. If it sounds like boy, wait for another five years. Hopefully, I can come with a different type of story. Like, man, well, I'm on the Hollywood Hill right now. There you go. Just that my whole wall moves, and I can see the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> But right now, it ain't that. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, man. But you, you gonna get there, man. I, I that's why. But I, I, I really wanted to take this time to talk to you too, because I, people like you inspire me to let me know that it, stuff is attainable. And it so, is. you know, it I is. can appreciate your grind. And I'm like, okay, you know, that's like best my cousin. But that's like best big bro, big bro out here doing this. Oh, let me, let me thanks. keep, let me keep, let me keep struggling eventually. It's gonna yeah. get there. If he if if, if he's yeah, out yeah. here doing it, let me see if I can make some, you know, make my little piece of the world look good too. So now, nah, man, um, definitely appreciate you. So now we can have a little bit of our chat. We do chop it up segment, you know. Oh, okay. We just we just we just, <laughs> just chop it up a little bit before we go. Um, so let me see. Let me, what, what do we, we anything current you want to talk about that's been going uh. on? I don't. I think for the you know for the first time in a long time, me and my girl got a chance to go to the movies. We we actually had a date night, and oh. I didn't realize how expensive a date night is. Oh man, I could I could have <laughs> warned you about that. <laughs> I could have warned you about it. it's like it's like fifty dollars just for the just for the oh, tickets man. and the and the popcorn. Oh, oh my god, man, we. We said, okay, we're going to have a little dinner, and then we're going to go see this new movie, The Joker. You know what I mean? So, 
Yeah. You know, oh my God. So we, we sat and ate and we was looking at everybody in the restaurant. We just kept shaking our heads. So I was like, why is it so loud in here? Like, what's, what's wrong with these folks? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the hood me got in here and was like, let's go to the liquor store and put a little something in your purse. And she's like, no, I don't know. <laughs> maybe we can get drinks at the movie theaters because they sell drinks at the movie theaters oh, for another additional of- $40. <laughs> Yeah, one of the fancy theaters, right? They don't do that everywhere. They don't do that everywhere. You got to be one of the nice ones, man. <laughs> and so, no, we get to the movie theater. They looking in our bag because of the ticket required us to do it. So I was like, oh, man, look at this here. Mm. But no, nah, it was enjoyable. It was enjoyable. Okay, so so the Joker movie, what it, okay, rate one to ten. Because, you know, I can't, this is the first time this is great because I get to talk to somebody that, that actually goes to the movies and watches a movie. Jay don't like movies, so I can't ever, we can't have this conversation a lot. <laughs> so I'm excited sure. here. Shout out to my boy Jay, but I, I'm yes, excited. Sir. I'm excited. The kid, you know. Yeah, what, what is it, like, what is it, one to ten, is it, is it worth me going to go see or is it worth me waiting on? I think... It, it uh, it's hard to okay. Me personally, I I love the movie. So for me rating it, it was an 11, 11, 12. Mm. You know, me. But don't expect for it to be action packed and all this. Nah, it ain't nothing like that. Um, okay. Would I enjoy it more in my house? Yeah, because it was it's it's free. Right. <laughs> I can I can drink my own cocktails. <laughs> Um, but being in a movie theater amongst individuals and the whole movie, it was completely silent. And then when he started to do his thing, people were cheering, which mm. speaks to volumes because the things he was doing, normal people shouldn't cheer. Right. I was going to say, that just speaks to society <laughs> yeah. in itself. Yeah. Folks is a little crazy out here. <laughs> yeah. He, and, and, and if you got some 17-year-olds that ain't wrapped too tight and you questioning it, they're going to gonna take that boy or that child to that movie. Mm. That, that movie is emotionally disturbed. So mm. I liked it. I liked the movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. That's a that's a lot about you too, cuz. You know what I'm <laughs> no, I'm, not, I'm, I'm a little touch. Don't worry about it. You know, I'm in the I'm mental playing. touch. I'm playing. I'm playing. Um, so okay, so since you've seen that one, what do you, as far as rating the joke is, how do you, how, how does this one match up? Oh, okay, that's a good question. Cause on the ride home, me and my girl had that debate. I, me personally, think this one for this genre was the best. Now, really? The Dark Knight was the best, but if you do it in a chronological order of having this one turn into the one for The Dark Knight, it matches up seamlessly. Really? Yeah, he. you can actually see how it... Now, this one does have some holes in it, so I'm assuming mm-hmm. when it comes out to bootleg, they might have some behind the scenes or some cuts, but... Yeah. Looking at how this dude did his, because that dude played the man. There's no way in the world this guy can play this without going crazy. Well, you know, Joaquin Phoenix is dope anyway. He's he's a dope like he. I mean, he played who he played Johnny Cash. Yeah. And uh, and yeah. he but he's been he has a movie. I was just telling my wife about it, man. He had a movie with um Mark Wahlberg that came right. out. It's like about I would say about seven to ten years old now maybe um but they were um they were brothers and he they were both they come from a family of cops their dad was a cop respected mark Wahlberg's character which is kind of funny but he's the he's the straight lace when he's the cop 
Oh. And Joaquin is the is the brother that's like crooked, got out loans a nightclub, you know, messes with oh. gangsters and all. Like he's straight, you know, but then some things happen and he ends up becoming a cop. Oh, and so, what? Yeah, you yeah, I'm I'll get that movie for you and um mm. I'll make I'll send you the I'll send you the name of the movie so you can check it out. Oh, for sure. Because you're, you're like you're like that. You're like that. Um, but yeah, no. Um, I so I'm up on I'm up on King. I, like I always thought he was a dope uh, actor, but I was wondering you just because the Joker is such a, you know, that's a role, man. That's like every time somebody yeah, plays, man. that's an iconic role. So I was just wondering, like, because then they had old boy that played it in Suicide Squad, who I thought was gonna kill it. But he wasn't really given the chance because he didn't have too much dialogue in the joint. Nah, these two, I'm saying, one King Phoenix and one with the, uh, uh, what's the other guy that for the Dark Knight? Uh, Heath Ledger. Uh, the one that died. Yeah, Heath Ledger. Ledger. Those two characters and the way they played them mirrored. Now this one with uh, the guy that you just said, mm-hmm. it, it's laughable because you this, these two dudes is dark. That guy is yeah. comical. You know what I mean? Like, mm. okay, I see he's talking about all right, but these two dudes, you're like, wait a minute, somebody's sick. <laughs> Somebody yeah. whoever wrote this character is sick. Something wrong with them. But mm. they were in touch with society. And I think even my girl has said it, she said this was the wrong movie to come out in this climate of our stage. Really? And I said, yeah, because of a lot was going on today, he touches on, but which is based in like the seventies or the early eighties. Okay. And it's like, yo, like, okay, it, it, yeah, you you gotta watch it. I don't want to, you know, I want to ruin it for you. I don't okay. want to spoilers, but a lot of, and then you gotta sit and you can actually watch that movie again in a different light and be like, yo, this is a dope movie. Like, mm-hmm. this is, I could see why people are saying he's gonna be up for an award because, man, that's what's up. I was, yeah. yeah, I was impressed. I was impressed. I didn't say like, yo, f this movie, I want to get my money back, but yo, okay. this movie was dope. I want to buy it when it comes out. Mm, okay, I'm about to go see that man. You know I'm a movie guy anyway, so I'll, I'll definitely entertain it. So yeah, I, I want to see that. I'm that probably have to be when I go see Solo because I don't think my wife's gonna go. I don't think she's gonna entertain <laughs> Joe. <laughs> and it's a long I, joint. It's like two hours. It's a two hour movie, I think. Yeah, I don't know. I'm gonna try to put. I'm gonna try to position it. You know what I'm Ooh. saying? That maybe she'll want to go, but but you know she went to go see Deadpool with me. She went. We she see. <laughs> <laughs> see Deadpool, and you talk about a person that is not really into the Marvel stuff like that. But she went, she, yeah. she saw Deadpool, and that's the crazy part because they pull a lot from the DC universe, mm-hmm. but it's not a DC movie. And I think mm-hmm. rightfully so, it's not a DC movie because they couldn't have did half of the stuff they was doing in this movie, and it's under oh, yeah. DC. No. I want to see. Superman like this. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, cause they jack it, they jack it up if it was DC. That, I mean, I mean, the only character, like honestly, the only things that are got right in DC universe is Batman and Joker. Right. That's it. But see, for me, those two movies, it was only dope because they were dark movies. Yeah, and but you Batman's mean, dark anyway. He's a dark character. That's why people like. I mean. I think that's the attraction to Batman and Joker. Like they both are dark characters. Like the the uh the rest of that DC stuff is a bunch of like bubblegum BS. Like it's so right. it, don't nobody care about Superman. Superman in reality should be should not be taking no L's. Superman took a right. lot of L's. <laughs> he took a, a lot of L's. <laughs> and he even got right. killed right. at one point. I was like, how do you right. kill him? 
It just wasn't enough for me, even as a kid, man. I didn't gravitate towards, and I was a comic book nerd. Like, I love comic books, right, but I right. never got DC comic books. It was always Marvel, and Marvel. I, but I watched Batman. I thought Batman was dope. Right. I always thought Batman was dope, but he had a lot of layers to him. Like, he had loss, you know. Oh, yeah. Oh, you for know, sure. It was, a lot of, it was a lot of real dynamics with him. Because, like, you know, I'm not going to go sit there and watch no Aquaman, dude. Like, like right. there's nothing that right. <laughs> right. I'm not trying to see that. Right. So, but yeah, Batman, I, I, I could mess with. Yeah, man. I sat and watched Aquaman with my girl. I watched my girl the whole movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I see you looking at Fast forward this part. Long hair, wet with a six pack. What's wrong right. with you? Better watch out. <laughs> We're gonna be at home doing sit ups. Like man, look at this. Right. I can give you Aquaman. <laughs> yeah. Yo, Aquaman six two. Right. <laughs> Black. <laughs> with so so credit. How about yeah. that? <laughs> <It's an island. laughs> yeah. No man. Oh. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I just. I and I. I still haven't seen Aquaman. I ain't seen it. Yeah. I watched. Um. I seen Suicide Squad because I wanted to see how they were going to do the Joker. So that was my right. whole, that was the thing. And then once I figured out, they didn't really have, because he was like, when I saw that, he was, uh, I think his name was Jared Leto. Mm-hmm. And uh, yes, I, I yes, was sir. like, I was like, okay. I said, now nah, I can see that because he, he's pretty nutty and I can see him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. he, he's a right. pretty nutty individual. Then I seen the way they had him gimmick though with the, gri- with the grill. They had Joker yeah. grill. I was yeah. like, okay, this is what 2016 Joker looks like to me. I can rock right. with this. I can see right. that. But then when the movie hit, and I was like, okay, he had like two scenes. Like he's not right. even in here. Right. And so, yeah. like, yeah, that was a that was a disappointment. Then I heard, I read somewhere where he was upset about it. Uh, really? This new Joker movie. Yeah, he felt like that because I think initially he was they were gonna do a spinoff with him doing it. But oh. when Joaquin signed on to do his version, to do a version, I think Jazz got scrapped, especially after the Suicide Squad stuff. So, rightfully so, because it wouldn't, it wouldn't, it, that movie couldn't hold a candle to this dude because all of it was. I don't want to ruin the movie, but it's just like you sitting there watching this dude just spiral, like, oh man, <laughs> like, oh yeah. man. You know what I mean? So it was like, okay, cool. I see it. And then when in Dark Knight, when I went home and watched it, I was like, okay, I can see what he's coming from now. And okay. he just, it just took flight. Like, okay, cool. So, mm. you know what I mean? so it's more connected. It, it kind of more that you can see more of a connection with that now. Watching what you watched with the Joker, with it the, makes the, more sense to you. With the character, yeah. Okay. Especially okay. when like like the, the Dark Knight, like the Joker would laugh a lot. And you'd be like, yeah. oh, okay, cool. Or you'd be like, he's saying crazy stuff, but then mm-hmm. with a sick mind, you know, you gotta watch yourself because if a sick mind makes sense to you, you kind of have a sick mind. So <laughs> it was just like, oh, that makes sense. So, yeah, yeah man. Yeah. Nah, that's crazy. I'm gonna check that out, man. No, I know, um, yeah, because I remember there was a part in, uh, and I think Heath Ledger, you know, Jack was, Jack Nicholson was dope, but yeah, Heath oh, Ledger definitely. Sure. Sure. Definitely took it to another level because I, I, but there was a part, there was a part in the movie, um, and it was like towards the beginning when he first was getting introduced in the Dark Knight with him and, um, what's old boy's name? Uh, 
he played Spawn. Uh, Michael Jai White. When oh they yeah, had that, sir. When, when they had that interaction, he looked at he looked at Michael Jai White, the Joker. Then he's like, "I'm not crazy." Yeah. But he kind of the way he said it, it was just like, <laughs> right. nah, he ain't crazy. <laughs> like, he know what he doing is, but it was just it was like a different. He do had a different look on his face. I was like, yeah, this is gonna be good. And well, uh, so I will say this before my phone stopped me from talking. Um, there's a scene in The Dark Knight when Heath Ledger is talking to Two Face when Two Face first got his face burnt off and they were sitting in the um, the, the hospital. And uh-huh. he was talking to him, and he gives Two Face the gun. Watch that conversation, or even watch that movie, and then watch the Joker movie, and then you'll be okay. like, okay, okay, you'll be like, oh, I see what he's talking about. Mm, okay. All right, for some of all y'all that want to see that movie, they go a little gym right there. So there it is. There it is. Well, man, I don't want your phone to down you. Mine's probably gonna down me too. Yes, sir. Shout out to technology. Thanks. You're right. <laughs> Two times. Right. Twenty mm. to oh my. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and say that too if we get off. And we're actually recording on Skype due to the uh BS that Anchor was on tonight because we couldn't get we tried like five times. So I will oh be tweeting God. Anchor again. We yeah, they, thanks Anchor. Thanks a yeah, lot. Yeah. Appreciate you. Still you suck. Yeah, you still <laughs> suck, by the way. You know they tweeted me when me, oh, they tweeted me and Jay, yeah. What? Uh, when they were like, yeah, we're working on trying to fix that. Yeah. Work they a little harder now. Yeah, they ain't fix nothing. <laughs> so they will be getting tweeted after this after this drop. So, man, once again, bro, I appreciate you, fam. I appreciate you uh, allowing me to uh, interview you and you to drop oh, some jewels. Sure. And uh, we appreciate oh, you sure. here. Oh, man. Thank you. Thank you. And Man, come on, man. As soon as my schedule lined up with y'all, I definitely want to be on because the I'll be talking to you guys while I'm driving at work. People <laughs> literally be looking at me in traffic, be like, who is this guy talking to? Like, yo. I'm like, man, these guys, man, y'all are rocking. So what y'all are doing is some good stuff, man. Y'all are actually dropping some real knowledge. Like that episode when you and Jay was getting on, it was a quote-unquote a serious one. That uh-huh. was some real dope stuff because it affected a lot of people above your age. You can be yeah. like six years old and everybody's nodding their head like, man, these kids, who raised them children? Yeah. The boys over there talking right. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah I man, for sure. Man, I, so, I appreciate keep the work that. Up. Yes, sir. On, as long as I got that open invitation, I'm definitely going to knock on that door. Oh, oh man, it's open. You, you oh. come in, you come in, and you're you the first interview, man. This is the oh, first. Yeah. I mean, you know, this is it. <laughs> This is a this is a uh this is a point right here. This is a, this is an important point. For so sure. no, For but sure. yeah, man, we're gonna do this again real soon, man. But like I said, once again, thank you. It was a pleasure um talking to you from this side point. I've known, you know, you my you my people, you my family, but it's it's cool to talk to you from a different dynamic for a second and get to kind of jump in your brain and, and hear you explain, you know, why you are who you are and what it took to get you there. Oh, that's, what's up? Yes, sir. So, Anytime. Man, we, My pleasure. Yes, sir. So for for the Halfway Humble podcast tonight, I'm Jay Stamps. That's Jerome, and uh, we appreciate y'all hanging on with us tonight. And we'll holler at you later. Bless up, y'all.